Welcome to the beautiful world of Between Both Cheeks, a wax cast that collaborates and doesn't compete. A world of beauty, bums, and billions of bucks. The collaborating ladies of the BBC are Luba, the badass boss bitch, owner of international brands and salons, and Becca, the egg. She's new to the beauty business and learning faster than a baby savant. Three distinct perspectives taking on the business of beauty. Welcome now to your beauty babes on Between Both Cheeks. Bring me your balls. No, Kelly Clarkson! Welcome to another episode of Between Both Cheeks. We are streaming to you live today, listener from Vancouver, British Columbia, as well as Toronto, Ontario. Yes, that is both in Canada. My name's Luba. Yes, just Luba, like Madonna or Cher. Today I have Becca the Egg joining me in Vancouver remotely because we're still in COVID. Hello, Becca. Hi, everyone. Thank you. And we also have our spicy Italian Ashley way out in the East Coast. Hey, Ash. Hey, how's it going? Good. So what's been going on, you guys? Another week in quarantine? Another week in quarantine. Just trying to navigate kind of what's going on, trying to stay occupied, not sleep too much. I don't know about you guys. (laughs) I'm not sleeping. I'm eating a lot. Yeah. Like a lot. I'm getting low on chocolate, so I'm not eating as much as I was. I feel like I'm going to have to dip into, like, the chocolate chip soon because the bars are starting to decrease in this house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Becca, what about you? I'm about to move, so I've been packing, so I'm keeping busy still. And I still haven't had the quarantine depression hit, so that's good. Wow, that's really good. That's like really, really good. What about you, Ruby? You're eating more? What else? I'm eating more, but today I felt motivated because we got our YouTube channel back. So shout out to YouTube because I've been trolling them for over a month every single day on Twitter, sliding into their DMs and not being so nice because I was super upset about losing like 164,000 subscribers. Um, and then it was just a really shitty situation because we couldn't upload anything new about Bright or just even like ideas on um, making sales right now for businesses. Um, we couldn't upload our podcast, which some people listen to or watch on YouTube. And just dealing with like those set of clients too that were emailing us being like, where's your channel? What's happened? So I feel like I've got like my mojo back because we have that back. So that's super exciting. Yay! Right? Finally. So Twitter, I think, is what, like, finally got us there because I wrote into, like, the president of YouTube through LinkedIn. I paid the $500 fee so I could actually email her directly and didn't get anywhere. Like, she didn't she didn't respond to anything. Um, I went on Instagram a couple times and just, like, messaged. Now, we don't have the following on social like we do on YouTube, so I did, I felt like I didn't have that muscle behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Stephanie, who we talked about in the last podcast, she trolls all the politicians on Twitter and she's like getting answers about like small business financial relief. So she's like, girl, you got to be on Twitter. So I like went and found my old login for Twitter, which I haven't used in forever. And I, I trolled that way and I literally was there all the time. And that was the only real human that responded to me. So when I was emailing YouTube through like our partner, because we're considered a partner because we're a, a silver silver award holder or whatever. We have partner like a partner email that we can go through. And I was getting like emails that were just very like templated and like broken English. Like you can tell that they outsource all of their stuff. And it was very much just like, oh, you're going to have to wait. Oh, we're working on it. And it would be like different people all the time. Like, thanks so much, Ashley. Thanks so much, Becca. Thanks so much, Amber. Like, and I was like, what is going on? Like, why am I not dealing with one person? What's happening? So it was really Stephanie's advice to just be on Twitter. And they were the ones that were like on it. Yeah. And I woke up and boom, it was Christmas. Amazing. <laughs> it's Christmas in April. 
Oh my god, I'll take it. I need I needed a win. I needed a win. This is a big win. This is a really big oh, win. Huge. Because the other thing that happened, Ash, um, because we've been like okay, so you know that the police showed up at both locations because someone yeah. reported us as open. So we have our morale meetings with the team and we're like, what can we do? What can we do? And we decided to do some mini facial, um <laughs> some mini facial um kits, right? So people could try it. And then we've got some like the professional product, which is also in retail with the exception of the peels, but it's the same product that you're using. So to use that so it doesn't go bad and people can try it, this and that. Well, we got an email from Emmett's. This is against your policy, your agreement with us. You need to cease and desist pretty much. Like you need to stop immediately. And then that got shut down. No. Dead serious. Yeah, so all those like little mini facial things that we were selling for like take home self care. And we did all the videos on it and put in all the time for it. And Becca like put stuff on the website. Like, yeah. You think that they would be happy that their product is getting out into the hands of people in any way, shape, or form. You know, I've got mixed feelings about it because, and I think I can understand it a little bit better because I'm launching Bright. And you want to protect a brand. I get it. And their biggest fear is that there's a lawsuit because it's been scooped out and given to someone outside of the store. Right? Professional product. You're using professional product in lieu of retail. So I'm I'm understanding it because there is a bit of a liability because... For those countries that are sue happy, that's the first thing that they do. And what happens is it doesn't get thrown on us, it gets thrown on the brand that they would sue. Right? And we and we had this happen in the Vancouver store out of all places. We had a customer come in for a was it a blueberry treatment? I don't know, I wasn't working yet. I think it was a blueberry. She came in for um, a facial with eminence with us. Yeah. Had the blueberry treatment. And turned around and sued us because she said that she peeled and she went red. That's and I was what like, supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> so we worked with her and she was obviously just trying to get something out of it. Like you you could just tell. Like you could yeah. tell because four days later or three days later, because she said that she couldn't go into work for I think like seven or ten days, that we've like messed up her life personally and professionally. She's lost all this money, went on and on. Well, sweetheart, I trolled you on Instagram and you were at the Trump Hotel Grand Opening in Vancouver. And FYI, your skin looked fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So we had all of this stuff, but they actually, so once they tried to sue us, we put in our claim against her with all the evidence that we had collected. Then they went to Eminence and they sued Eminence. So the owner actually came to our store himself picked up the product that we used and shipped it out for testing because they had to prove that nothing was wrong with that lot number. Wow. And I'm assuming everything came back just fine. Oh, no, she won. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. No, she won. And what, what went wrong was we didn't have a client information card signed that said that there may be irritation, there may be this, there may be that that's where we lost because she did have some sort of like slight irritation, but let's be honest. Anyone that's listening to this podcast that uses eminence or is a professional using eminence, it's not chemically based. It's natural. It's natural, right? There's no way that we would have messed up her skin with a natural organic line. Absolutely no way. The only thing that could be possible, and I'll play devil's advocate for a second because, well, I have to, is (laughs) if you have any sort of issue with fruits, vegetables, nuts, if you have allergies to any of these things, then okay, you know what? I totally get it. You know, sometimes people don't realize they have an allergy because they don't maybe ever eat blueberries, for example, so they never really notice. But that's the only way you're going to have any sort of an issue in this type of situation and I'm sorry but if you're hearing any noises my dog is behind us farting and it's all me 
versus an internal one is completely different as well, right? So long story short, I get where eminence is coming from to a degree. However, I also think that a lot of rules need to be bent or broken during this time because it is fucked up out there. It is a mess. You've got people that, let's be honest, If you want to be a business that is going to stay open through the end of this pandemic, you need to do what you can to be bringing in money. And for these large companies that you have the brand in your stores, you want to be able to maintain that brand. Otherwise, if these businesses close, these big brands are going to close as well because they're not going to have anybody to sell their products anymore. So there needs to be a little bit, I think, of a give and take in this situation and maybe finding ways that you're at home via video or you're at home via some way, shape, or form with the client. So it's almost like the esthetician is there with them. Yeah. You kind of walk their hand or walk, hold their hand, walk them through it yeah. and, you know, let them do the facial themselves, but you're there to guide the treatment. Yeah. And that's what we did. Like we put together a custom video as well as like a printed out form that everyone got. So not only is it on video, but you have it written down. Like we did everything in that sense. Obviously when we were putting the product into the container, like we were contained masks, gloves, whole nine yards. Right. So, I mean, I don't want to bash them because they've been such a great partner for so many years, but you know, a couple of the frustrations are like, a, we're in a really shit situation. So we need to be able to bend the rules somehow. B, and you'll tell me if you agree with this or not, Ash, um, being in the industry for so long, but what happens when a client comes in and they're like, oh my God, I love this facial recovery oil. Do you have a sample? And you go into your drawer and you don't have a sample because eminence charges for samples. They are not free people. So those people that walk in and they're like, oh, I just want a sample of this. The business owner is paying for them and they're not cheap. So... You go into your drawer, you see that you have no facial recovery or whatever it is. What do you do? You go to the back, you grab your professional product, you grab any sort of container, Ziploc bag, you know, cellophane, whatever it is that you have, and you scoop out, dish out, dull out, drop out some of that product to send home with your clients. So this this is what is my issue is... They're saying that we can't put them. We put them in little souffle cups, like almost like takeout containers. Um, and we actually bought better ones um, that are like hard plastic with like a sealable lid. So they like if you turn it upside down, like nothing happens. Like they're really, really super cute. And if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see the container. It's like kind of what you get at Sephora when you go in. Yes. Oh my god, I gotta write this down because that's gonna go in my email. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I have not responded to them yet. Um, but this is what I'm saying is like on a day-to-day basis when we don't have COVID and Corona and all this going on, this is what businesses have been doing from the beginning. So why is it an issue now? Like, why are we being penalized for that now? And my whole thing would be is if you haven't responded, I think I'd be going back and saying, okay, not a problem. We will stop doling it out ourselves, but I would like you to send me X amount of this product, this product, this product, and this product in sample form so that this way I can continue doing what I'm doing for my clients and not only helping them, but helping my business stay open. Yeah. I mean, that, so that, that was super, super frustrating. And I totally agree with that. And I get that they're trying to make their numbers as well, because they came up with some really great ideas as far as like what you can do to kind of get through this curve that we we've been throwing. Um, but a lot of it is like spend a hundred dollars and get a free gift. No one 
is spending $100 because they don't know if they've got a freaking job to go back to. Some people haven't even received unemployment. Yeah. They got rent due. They're not worried about spending $100. No, they want 20 30 maybe 40 if they're lucky. Exactly. And they want to make it like a system. They want to try stuff. So that's why we kind of thought that we got it. The other thing that's frustrating for me is, um, and we've dealt with this recently before, um, and was, we had a client contact us, a wax client, and she was like, oh, don't worry about it. I'm just going to pick it up on Amazon. Okay, so listeners out there that buy skincare on Amazon, just to let you know, if it is not sold by the actual company, it is not real. Most likely, it's coming from China, China, and uh, it doesn't have the proper ingredients, and the product is fake. Now, Most- I'm going to add to that mm-hmm. and add that not only if it is not sold by the actual company, when it is sold by the actual company, especially here in Canada, any professional product in the wintertime is shipped via a heated truck. Any product in the summertime is shipped via an air-conditioned truck. And it is done that way in order to not spoil or damage the product in any way. Now, you need to protect the integrity of this product. So, yes, you may be buying the actual product from Amazon if you're buying it from some one-off person. But you don't know how old it is. You don't know if it's expired. You don't know if it has been shipped in the appropriate way. You don't know if it's spoiled. You don't know what you're getting. So I recommend do your research. Not only that, in a time of crisis, geez, people support homegrown. Like support locally, whether it's your esthetician, your hairstylist, your, you know, your trainer, your favorite restaurant. Stop supporting these massive chains and things like that that are going to be the ones to make it out. Support your small businesses and your little people. Yes, cheers to that. Can I have a cheers? Do we all have one? Salute. Cling, cling. Yes. Oh, my God. So, I need to have a drink. Yeah, it's really bad if you cheers and you don't drink. There's, like, bad luck, bad omen in there. So, you have to, you know. I don't need any more and <laughs> so, so exactly so thank you for saying that ash because that was kind of my response to her besides like the educational purposes of like it's probably not real product because i've worked with eminence directly about this like with the owner directly being like what's going on and it's just amazon doesn't have to say who's selling it so it's really hard to find who the person is behind it same thing with ebay like i went on to ebay and I've seen Eminence products on there as well as other skincare lines as well. So, you know, my question back to them is like, this is what we have going on. This is what we're up against. People want to come into a salon and they want to look at it all. They're not necessarily buying it online, especially when Eminence has thousands of SKUs. As a small business, I can't put all of that stuff on my website. That's a lot to maintain because we buy in like twos and threes. We don't buy in 84s and 126. I don't have that volume that I can do to keep the integrity of the brand and make sure it doesn't spoil. But at the same time, people are like, oh, I'm just going to pick it up off Amazon. So I, I feel that they need to kind of fix, they need to own their shit and fix their shit before they can like come down on a small business to be like, you can't sell these at-home facials. And I'm not sure you know if it's the original brand selling the product on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And you know because the product will never, ever, ever be at a discounted rate. Yes. It will, if anything, be two to three cents, for example, higher than what you would find it in your salons and spas. And the distributor or the creator of the brand will do this in order to make sure that A, their product is available to anyone, anywhere, but B, they don't want to jeopardize the relationship they have with their partners who yes. the brand. They yeah. never want to undercut their partners. They always want to make sure you're going out and finding your products locally almost before coming. It's almost like they're the, the last resort if you can't find it or you live somewhere remote or you've heard about the brand through somebody and you don't know where to get it from. Right. 
Yeah, so that was one of the other things. So I really felt like, you know, losing the YouTube channel and then the police came to both locations and now Eminence called us. Was it yesterday or the day before? I can't remember. It's all mushing into drama. But yeah, so I was just like, you just feel so defeated over everything because you're just trying to keep afloat, right? You're just trying to like find ways to make money, to pay rent, to pay utilities, to pay for the internet, just like the basics to keep afloat and you're constantly being thrown down. So when the YouTube thing happened today, I was like, I was like, I was screaming. I'm not going to lie. I was like, absolutely screaming. Can you demonstrate that scream for us? Just so we can. (laughs) My face was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was like, I'm happy. Did you do the dance to go along with it? I did did it all. Like I was, yeah, it it was a big, big win. So yeah, that's eBay, Amazon, Eminence. That's what we've been up against this week. So never a dull moment, which kind of brings me into the next part because Becca and a couple episodes passed um, when she had wanted to quit I said to her, I want you to reconsider, and this is a position that I have for you, but I don't want you to make uh, a decision right away. Like, I didn't want her to feel, like, forced or bullied into it. I wanted her to really go back and think about it. Um, And she talked about how she did a pros and cons list, which I was super impressed with because I tell people to do this all the time, like, personally and professionally, whether it's, like, I don't know if I should stay in this relationship or I don't know if I should take this job. I'm always like, make a pros and cons list. So she actually found her list. Yes, from months ago. So I want to go go through that because I think with what's happening in the world right now, people are very uncertain if they have a job to come back to. Or maybe you were in a situation where you weren't necessarily happy with the current job that you're in. Is this your opportunity to find something else? So I want to go through that list and talk about her list and the pros and cons. And then I also want to hear from you, Ash, on like jobs that you've taken in the past and what was kind of your deciding factor and and all of that. And if we can give any sort of um, recommendations to our listener out there on if you're thinking about leaving, if you're thinking about applying, what are some tips and tricks that we can give them and what are some pros and cons for them to look at? Okay. So do you want the good or the bad first? Whatever you want. Okay, we'll start with bad so we end on a good note. <laughs> so these are the reasons why you weren't going to work at Wax. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to decide, and really the decision was between whether to stay at Wax or to go into film or serving for like quick money. So. These are my cons, and this was written on May 23rd, 2019. Oh my god, that was a year! Yeah, that was like almost a year ago. Okay, let's hear it. So the first con is, could potentially take time away from other pursuits, film slash theater, because I still thought that was my path. Second one is limit ability to go on mini and travel plans, like doing them quickly, because if I was in film, you can work for three months, travel for a month, like you can have more control. And then I have the commute, takes time to spend on gym, my cat, friends, wear and tear and adding kilometers on my car. I was driving 45 minutes to an hour to and from work every day. Um, Increases chance of a new accident, because I was recently healed from being injured from a car accident, so that was a bit stressful. And then I have it gets boring sometimes, which is definitely not true anymore. Um, And then I have sitting in a chair mostly. Not anymore. Yeah, no. And then I have as a cons family approval, because I thought since I didn't go what I went to school for, that they would be a bit judgy, but they're not. Um, they were at the beginning too, right? Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everyone at the. Okay, so I'll go into this after. Um, another con is December time off. So in December, we usually have blackout period. And my family, I knew in 2019, was going to do a big family Christmas. So that was playing in as well. And then on the last con, I have little short term gain slash like monetary value. Which is all pretty interesting. And then the pros, and this is how 
I made my decision was the pros were a whole page and the cons were like maybe a quarter. So first on the pros is benefits. <laughs> Yay. So that's a huge one. Canadians, the Canadians out there, because it's much harder in the in America as a small business to offer benefits. Mm-hmm. Benefits is huge. Even though Canada's still pretty good. Um, and then second, I have growth opportunity showcases, which was like the spa shows, but I didn't know what those were called yet. <laughs> Wholesale <laughs> seminars, possible management after two years. Originally, that was kind of what we had discussed. Um, I have sponsored through school, new skill slash new career. Um, we were considering maybe putting me through the School of Heart and Soft Wax. I have stable hours, adulty job. (laughs) Great monitoring slash guidance. So that's all Luba. All female team, low stress, mental health. Like it'd be good for it. Um, Discounts on services, product, hair, eyebrows, lashes, and nails. Because we do have other ladies who work with us with different skills. I have opportunity to travel to Vegas, which that's happened now. And then I have Kits as a cute area. Could spend more time once moved closer. So not <laughs> living in Kitsilano yet. More stable for future family. Could easily balance being a mom. That's Oops. not <laughs> in my plan anymore, but you never know. So it's good to know you'd be supported. Um, puts me closer to my partner more often because he lives near nearer to the salon than where I used to live. Something new. Commit to it. <laughs> I don't really commit, so... <laughs> And then on my last um, prose is it would be good if I was ever injured again because it involves a lot of sitting sometimes. So it's interesting that sitting was on pros and cons. It's crazy. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of your cons could be altered, altered, altered the employer so whether it's in the situation for yourself or whether it was a con because some of them were very general they weren't necessarily just you know towards you but they were very generalized and I feel like if anybody else had some of those issues you know like if you don't feel for example that you're challenged enough that is a great opportunity to have a talk with your either future employer or your current employer and say, listen, you know, I would love some more responsibility or what can we do to stimulate me a little bit more, challenge me a little bit more. That's a great opportunity to kind of look to the future as well. And when you put those kinds of things out there, I feel like a boss is a lot more likely to hold on to you. And then you kind of put yourself in a position where you're a very valuable employee. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've always said, like, we can't, as owners, I'm not a mind reader. So you got to tell me what what you want. Like, what are your goals? Is it to, you know, grow with the company? Are you happy just waxing? Are you happy just doing reception? And that's okay. Okay. So, you know, just you just got to communicate. So, Becca, you talked about in in your pros that it's a low-stress job. So do you want to talk about that? Yes, this (laughs) list was written... Um, a month and a half into just being receptionist so the role is very different at the time and a lot of the cons were just because I lived far away and I was um, not in a financially good spot because I was injured so with the low stress and uh, boring things those are no longer true because now I have a lot more responsibility and I am not bored and sometimes it is stressful Still, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's beauty, so it is a little bit more happy and carefree than maybe some other industries, but, like, day-to-day, there's things that can happen that can be really stressful in the moment, but that also adds to what makes it different and have, like, a variety every day, so it's it's double-sided there, but, yeah, definitely, like, night and day looking at that list I wrote a year ago. I love it. I love that you still kept it and that you found it. I think that's incredible. Yeah, it gets yeah I thought I'd throw it out, but it was in a different notebook. So that's, with packing, I'm discovering all these new things or new old things in my house that I'm rediscovering. So I found that list in a notebook and I texted Lou and I was like, oh my God, I have it. I love it. Okay, yeah. so now let's pretend that Luba's not your boss for a minute and that she's not listening. Yeah. Now, do you have any of those same feelings from your cons list still? 
I have to know. It's, it's kind of one of those things. I'm always listening. <laughs> yeah, it's like Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> Big Sister, I don't know. Um, let me read them again. And if you don't, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. This is insert crickets. Yeah. yeah. So the only the only cons that I think would maybe still apply is um, the opportunity to travel, like really on short notice. But you know that's not happening right now anyway. So I don't feel like that's a huge con. And none, of that, none of that apply. Yeah. Welcome to adulting. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I did say I wanted an adulty job. So. Oh my god. Like, if I could literally send you to Vegas so I don't have to do that trip every two weeks or every four weeks, I would do that in a heartbeat. I, like, I thought about it. It was, I would say, almost, it would it'd be about a year ago. I got on a flight, and it's the same thing, because when you have a business in Vegas, the people that you travel with to Vegas are all partying. <laughs> it's bachelor parties it's bachelorettes people are going to gamble so it's an entirely different experience than like going every two to four weeks for business right so of course typical thing guy next to me is like getting drunk because he's so excited to go to a bachelor party asks me so what you know where are you staying i'm like oh no i i live there oh, where, where, oh my god what's it like is it so amazing do you love it and at that point i was like no i'm done Mm. So 13, well, 11 years for Vegas, I would like, I feel really drained. Like travel sounds really amazing. And Ash, you can probably relate to this because you travel all around the world for work, for training. It sounds really glamorous, but it is brutal. Like it is, I'm not flying a private jet. I'm flying like the cheapest way possible. Uh, sometimes I'm flying at, at midnight on a red eye to try to save money. Um, I do sometimes I do stops in like Seattle or San Francisco because if that saves me $200 for a 40 minute um, layover, then I'll take that. It's exhausting. It's, it's a lot of wear and tear on your body. And, um, you know, people are like, oh, my God, you have two homes. It's a lot to maintain. Like it's it, it it's great. And I'm very, very grateful that I've got like a place to call home in both areas because there was a long time that I was living out of a suitcase and didn't know where I was staying, what hotel I was staying, if I was going to sleep in my car or I had a little apartment or whatever it may be. So that's great. But it's a lot. It's a lot to maintain. It's a lot of responsibility, you know, from simple things to like knowing what day you need to take your garbage out because you're going to be gone for a month. Yeah. Right. So yes, if I can send you to Vegas and I get to stay here and no offense, I love all of my girls there. The store is incredible. I love it there. But if I can have a bit of a break, you can have that. <laughs> I say, there's things about travel that are amazing and there's things about travel that suck. Mm. You know, I recently bought a new bed and I used to love going and traveling because you get to a hotel and you get this great comfortable bed. Honestly, nothing compares to my own bed right now. I will take my own bed any day. People are like, you get to see Spain, you get to see all parts of Canada, you get to go to Banff and Jasper and Vancouver, Victoria, and I'm like, it's great, don't get me wrong, there are parts about it that I adore. I love the people that I see, I love the people that I meet, I love my job, I love training, but I don't see much more than a conference room, a hotel room, and a restaurant and an airport. I very, very rarely get to sightsee in any of these places because I'm not there long enough. I've been to Spain twice now in the last six months, and it is beautiful, and I love the Spanish people, but I've barely seen any of Spain. Yeah. See, I think, okay, so maybe, maybe that's where I make a mistake as a business owner because, and Ashley, you can attest to this, and, and Becca too, um, when I bring staff down to Vegas, I'm like, I'm going to take you to this restaurant, and I'm going to send you to a concert, and we're going to go see Chippendales, and it looks really freaking good. So maybe I show too much of the good stuff, <laughs> and then people don't realize like, what life is really like. Because they think that that's what it's always like. 
And let's be honest, it's it's almost like, you know, uh, a social media type lifestyle. Yeah. You don't ever post on social, you know, my life is horrible and all I've seen is the, like, you post the good things. You post the good food that you eat. You post the pretty pictures of the places that you see. Most of the last few things that I think I posted on my social from when I was in Spain, it was literally like while I was in a cab or in a bus. And I'm shooting these amazing places from like the windows as I'm driving by this is not because I'm standing outside and I'm you know okay well I'm putting that in Becca's file wants to travel and I'm going to send you out like a week before I have to come out <laughs> okay that's fine and any so young and Vegas still has that like sparkly new shiny toy alert right yeah so at any spa shows that we're going to do with bright moving forward I'll send you to do all the setup beforehand I'll just show up how does that <laughs> Oh, now you really don't know what you're in for. <laughs> but that was like, and Ashley did the last show with us. That's when I was like, oh my God, my dream is to just show up. Like, I just want to show up. That's it. Like, if I could have anything, that's what I want. Like, And I did just show up. I really didn't have to do did. any of this stuff. Yes. I got, got to just show up. But I, I was like sweating in 120 degree heat, putting everything together. But that, yeah, that literally is, is my dream. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot, which is interesting because have you guys heard anything about the spa show in June happening? I can't get anyone to call me back. They're not answering any questions on social media. I know that the Toronto show has been postponed to August. Mm -hmm. That much I do know, which I'm kind of a little bit up in the air about that, to be honest with you. Um, I might shoot myself in the foot for saying this, but personal opinions to be honest I find that why August I think it would have been better to wait till September because if we are back up and running September is going to be a whole lot more of a downtime kids are back to school parents are going to be so relieved at this point you wait till August kids are still home parents are going to be pulling their hair out and it's summer people want to enjoy the summer people want are busy because they want to get into the salons and spas. And since we've been closed for so long, nobody's going to want to give up their busy season. Yeah. 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 You'd rather wait till slow season. And everybody knows that September typically is a bit of a lull, especially at the beginning. Yeah. So Ash, just going back a little bit, because I know we got slightly off track, but talk to me about your pros and cons with, I mean, you've got a lot of stuff that has happened, right? You went from esthetician to management to opening up your own business to training and development. Like, you've kind of looked at, you've worked in all different aspects of the industry. So what are your kind of pros and cons and any advice that you can offer to people out there looking to possibly change careers right now? The grass is not always greener on the other side. Although something looks a whole lot more appealing, it is not always. So really make sure you sit there and kind of go through and ask a lot of questions if you're looking to change. Make sure you go through every little aspect with your future employer about the job. If you have the opportunity to, you know, look at the background on the company and, you know, where they came from and what their direction is headed in, make sure you're on that page with them as well. You don't want to change over to a company, for example, that you really liked where they were five years ago, but maybe you don't like the direction they're headed in. So that might not be as appealing. Um, Money for me is always a big one. I'll be honest and say that it always tends to be a bit of a deal breaker. It's not a be all and end all, but it's definitely something I like to consider. If somebody wants to hire me, for example, and doesn't see my value, then to me, that's not worth it. You need to know your own value. You need to know what you're coming into a company with. If you are coming in with zero experience and you're expecting millions, well, I don't think you've quite assessed yourself properly. But if you're coming into an interview, for example, with a plethora of experience in many facets of the company and you could be a great asset to them, and they're kind of hitting you way below the belt and offering you something that is ridiculous, you need to be able to challenge them on it, definitely, and put your two cents in. And if you don't feel comfortable doing that, then it's definitely not the right place for you. Um, But I think that you definitely need to make sure that you know your worth and make sure you get your worth. So do you think 
and this is for both of you guys, because this is a big, uh, you know, a big question for everyone. Is money more important or happiness? For me, it goes hand in hand. If I'm not making enough money, I'm not happy. If I'm really happy with the job and not making enough money, I'll, I'll always want more and I'll never be completely satisfied. So I don't think I'll do the best job I possibly can. I'll constantly have one foot out the door looking for something new. And on the other hand, if I'm miserable and don't like to put a job, I don't like the people I'm working with, but the money is great, I still am going to have one foot out the door looking for something else. Okay, Beth. I agree. I think it's both, and it depends on your situation because it can change. Sometimes money will be more important, and then sometimes happiness will be more important. Um, but like Ashley said, if you have a lot of money, that doesn't necessarily make you have job satisfaction, and it can go the other way around too. Right now, I think I enjoy a happiness of the job more, but if you asked me a year ago when I was making those lists, definitely money mattered a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I think in this situation and where we are, especially with, you know, COVID-19 right now, I think that... I think happiness is a, is a little bit more on the forefront than the money side of things because everybody is kind of struggling. But mm-hmm. if you're an employee who, or an employer, pardon me, who values you and sees your worth, but maybe just can't afford to pay you at the moment what they would like to or what you deserve, you kind of have to roll with it, I think. I think there's, there's always a little bit of leeway. You just... You have to be able to have open communication. If you can't talk to your employee or your employer, then it's probably not the right relationship to be in. Yeah. I know. I I think that that makes a really good point because, I mean, one of the things that we do as a small business is we do our weekly morale meetings, right? So every Saturday we do a little coffee, check in FaceTime with the girls, like, how are you guys feeling? What's going up? How are you feeling, like, physically, mentally? Do you guys have any ideas? Can we do some videos? Just to kind of keep them in in the right kind of frame of mind because it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole and wonder. Um, one of my girlfriends who's exceptionally successful in the industry, she's a uh, regional manager for Chanel and she has not heard a word from them. Zero, zero, no idea what's happening, whether she's coming back to work, does she have a job? Like absolutely zero. So I used to be very much in corporate, very money driven, very, very money driven. Um, and I remember when I was regional manager, I used to call my mom every morning on my way to work. And I remember specifically saying to her, I don't even know why they pay me because I love what I do so much that I would do it for free. Mm-hmm. Like that's how happy I was in my role. And that was like mid twenties. I was so beyond happy. Then when I took the national role to run all of Canada, I knew in my interview with HR, it was not the right move. Like my gut told me, do not do this. But I was very hungry for growth. I was very hungry for a title. So titles meant probably more to me than money did. Um, And I knew like my goal was to move back east work in Toronto under one of the major brands and then eventually live in Paris and work for one of the major brands. This is what I wanted to do. And I knew I needed to take that role and be uncomfortable to move forward. But the money was also substantially more. And I took it. And I remember signing that employee agreement, knowing it wasn't the right thing to do. Mm. And I wonder like what my life would have been like if I didn't do that, like if I wasn't so title and money hungry, what my life would have been like, because not only did I hate everything about that role, not in the aspect of like what I could do with it, but my hands were just so tied with the people that I was working with. Like it was so toxic that I couldn't do anything upset for clock in and out literally. And I, I'm too much of a passionate person to be a clock in and out person. Um, what my life would have been like if I would have stayed within that role for less money, but I didn't even understand why they were paying me because I was so happy to be there. You definitely wouldn't be where you are now. 
I know that. Like, I get everything that happens, right? So everything happens. So I, I, got, I got sick in the last role. Like, they found me on on the bathroom floor at a conference because the stress had gotten to me. And you have to say something for, like, you know, was it worth it because you were making X amount of dollars? Was it was it worth putting your health in jeopardy or your health in jeopardy to make that money, to have that title, to end up in the hospital and then lose everything? Yeah. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, I think. And I think there's always a, a what if. No matter what you do in life, there's always a what if. There's always a, you know, if I did things differently, even if you're extremely happy with the decisions you've made. What if you made a different decision? And if you had have made the decision to stay in the position that you were in and not ventured out into that land of uncertainty, you would probably still be in that very comfortable role mm-hmm. and probably not as happy because there wasn't as much growth. Yeah. No, no I, I agree with that. I get like everything happens for a reason. And I'm also someone that like consistently makes myself uncomfortable. Right. Because if you're not uncomfortable, then you're not growing. So I just like literally fed myself to the wolves was the difference and sold my soul for a paycheck. Um, That and I probably honestly, I probably could have done more in the previous role um, than I did in that in the in the higher role based on the control that I had within the region. However, the people outside didn't understand the infrastructure on the inside on how things worked. So I needed to have that title and that role in order to gain the respect from the outside world of, of the of the beauty business. Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk about those people right now that are sitting at home and a little bit worried about what's happening with their job. Maybe COVID has given them the opportunity to write a pros and cons list of maybe they're not happy in their current role and they've just been sitting there. So what is some, what are some, um, what's some advice that we can provide them on applying for work, writing resumes, knowing where they want to work? Because as a business owner, I'm going to tell you this. I know that when we post our ad looking for someone, because we're actually looking for someone in Vegas right now for um, a part-time waxer. Um, I know as soon as we post that, we're going to have thousands of people apply because everyone's sitting at home and everyone is out of work. I don't want to see your resume unless you're serious. So what are some things that we can offer for advice on applying and making that right decision so it's a a perfect partnership? Because honestly, it's a waste of time for both parties if you're applying for a job that you know that you don't really want. You're just just looking for a paycheck. Mm -hmm. Take it away. Well, I think the first thing is that your resume, as much as you need a job and, like, you need income and you have bills to pay, your resume is your first impression without meeting somebody or maybe with meeting somebody, but that's an initial first impression of your whole professional career. So it needs to be perfect, and you need to focus on what you can offer that person, not, like... They need, like not why you need them, but why they need you. So why that employer, that owner, or that manager needs to hire you and what value you can bring them instead of like, I, and I, and I, and I need to offer your value and your services and focus that way rather than like, well, I just need a job and like they're hiring. So I'll apply. This is the dog making noise again. I'm sorry. This is the dog. Snorting. <laughs> what do you think? I think one of the biggest things that you need to do is research the company that you're going into. So not only when you are, and a cover letter, a cover letter is so important. Please do not send your resume. Please send a cover letter. I want to know a little bit about you. I want to know what you know about the business. Make sure you do your research. Look into the website. Look into what the company does, what they offer try to reach out to somebody that maybe if it's a larger company, a smaller company, just learn about what they do. Find out if they've got social media as most companies do these days. Look at their website. Do not go into an interview. If you have not looked at least at the company's website, you will look ridiculous and it's just a waste of your time. It's really annoying. Like I, after 13 years, 
before I used to get really pissed off, now I just laugh. Like, Becca, will, she'll screen them. They have to fill out a form beforehand, and she's got, like, a verbal phone call interview with them. And when they pass those two, then they move on to me. And I literally called her from Vegas the last time I was there, and I was like, I'm going to fire you. <laughs> what, what people are you sending me? Like, they know nothing about the company zero. And she's like, oh, my God, they were so good. They were the so best out of what I had. She's like, they were the best. So with that being said, like, if you're screening people via email, if they fill out forms, then you have a phone conversation. It's still so important to do that in person. Call, whether it's like FaceTime, Skype, Zoom. It's so important to have like that third element. And always call references and then stock. Okay. So recently, this is going to, this blew my mind. Uh, almost a year ago, I had hired someone who um, worked at European Wax Center in New York for several years. And I was like, oh my God. I kind of felt when she applied, it was like, Ashwin, you applied. Like I was looking for someone that like knew how to use hard wax, was experienced, had confidence, was like, Ah, here they are. Like you just walked in that day. So I kind of felt like when her resume came across, it was one of those situations. I was like, yes, I need someone, but I'm, I'm just so spent with the training because the training was not going well at all. So this person comes into my life and I'm like, oh my God, this is incredible. I have, I don't think you interviewed them, Becca. Another manager interviewed them. I interviewed them on the phone. Um, I had a, another manager interview them in Vegas. And then she, and I called references. Okay. Um, I'm in bed the other night, can't sleep two o'clock in the morning. It's a Sunday and we get a wholesale request. Now, if we get any requests on wholesale, so as soon as you create an account, we get an email. Okay, so it notifies us, we can look at your license, we can look at everything. We get so many of these that I don't even open them. But for whatever reason, I decided to open this on a Sunday night because I was like, oh, Becca's not working on Monday, so I will just take care of it. So I'm going to open it. And lo and behold, it is the person that I had hired who worked at European Wax Center that did not work out and it ended very, very poorly very poorly. So I start Googling. Turns out she never lived in New York. She never worked for European. She graduated at the exact same time that she applied for a job with us in Las Vegas and had zero experience. But her reference was glowing, saying that they were from the European Wax Center. Wow. So all about who you know. It, right? I mean, she had it covered. Like, she she had zero aesthetics experience at all until she came to work for us. So I was wondering why things were going so poorly and why she was, like, so flustered and, like, crying when I'm like, oh, my God, you worked at European for six years. Yeah. What are you, what, like, what is happening? What is so different? Like, soft wax is not that hard to get so not only do you need to do your due diligence in the interviewing process and the um following up with references but you legit need to stalk these people now because I was dumbfounded and if it wasn't for the wholesale and I was like no 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 they just have the same name but she had to upload her license and I was like oh let me grab her file and did a comparison I'm like oh that's the same person wild so it's crazy like people and I'm, I don't know if maybe just as this first person that I've actually caught but people lie on resumes like is this an American thing or is this a Canadian thing this is American but you know just as well Ash people in Canada lie people will fudge yes I think they will people will fudge a little bit I think sometimes you've got to do the whole, like, you fake it till you make it. It's always mm -hmm. kind of been my motto. And maybe if you don't have as much skill, you got to kind of 
pretend like you do. I can remember the first time I got up and had to talk in front of a larger group, and I remember thinking, oh, yeah, I've done this a million times. Meanwhile, I'm the girl that is very shy, would rather kind of sit back and and let somebody else do the talking. When it comes to somebody else's words, I could get up there and recite things like, doesn't matter. But when it's my own words, I want to kind of sit back. And I kind of had to get over that initial shyness behind it all and tell people, yep, I've done this a million times, not a problem, I can get up there. And now look at us. <laughs> yeah, right. No, you're you're Ash, you're an incredible trainer. Like you you saved the day in Vegas last year. You were a huge asset to the team. You're an, you're an incredible, incredible trainer. So But it yeah. takes practice. And I think that that this is the other thing that I'm gonna kind of put out there on on the shift right now. You are sitting at home. If you are listening to this, we are all sitting at home. Use this opportunity to learn more, educate yourself. You have so much opportunity right now. There are so many companies that are either putting out freebies or discounting their courses. Learn more, whether it is a new brand that you maybe want to have a little bit of insight on. Send emails to distributors. Ask if you can have uh, one-on-one. Ask if you can have a class, if they're putting something on, if you can be a part of it. If there are salons and spas that offer services that you want to learn something about, maybe reach out and ask them where they got their education for it and then reach out to those people. This is an amazing opportunity to learn more and enhance the skills that you already have. Yeah, because things are always changing. And as estheticians slash business owners, we are so caught up in the room or you guys are so caught up in the room that you don't have the time to do the educational portion. Um, with that being said, I do want to talk about a couple of specials that we have going on in regards to this. Um, so Beck, I'm going to let you kind of take over, but I know let's start with the videos that we have. Mm-hmm. So if you're an esthetician or another professional out there, we have some online training videos for Brazilian, um, uh, males, Brazilian or Brazilian or Boyzillion or Manzillion or whatever you call it and between the cheeks waxing videos and they are 50% off right now with the coupon code video 50. So that's great because it's not hands on. You can watch a video and you can pause it and you can keep it forever and you can make notes. And then if you are quarantined with somebody else, you can practice the waxing on them using the new techniques that you've learned. We also, um, We have the videos and then we have a coupon code that will end on May 3rd, so pretty soon. And that one is We Got You and it's for 20% off almost everything on our online store right now. So that includes professional product, just not bright right now at the moment, but everything else nearly. So you can get your wax pots, your wax, your washes, lotions, oils, any of your pre and post care. So that covers product to help you fulfill your education and then some educational resources as well and then we've also put together a payment program because we know that you guys aren't working right now and there's no income coming in but we know that people are very interested in getting the skin lightening brightening line so we put together a payment program on bright on the professional and the retail i got off the phone with the lab today our retail is shipping tomorrow should have it hopefully within the next five to ten business days so that gives you guys the opportunity to sell to your clients that want to start lightening at home and then you can also put that on a um, payment plan so we do four installments every two weeks so it's very very affordable because you can start making that list anyone that you have on the books for skin lightening right now you can call them and say obviously i can't uh, open right now but I do have a take-home product for you, and then you can start selling that retail product to them. And that's all in a payment plan that we're offering right now because we know how tight things are, and we want to be able to help you to be profitable. So you can reach out to us on social media at uh, Brighten Up. That's B-R-Y-G-H-T-E-N-U-P, bright with a Y, or at Wax HR Bar. You can slide into our DMs. Um, Thank you for listening. I think this wraps up another great episode. Beck, I'm going to let you take it away on how they can subscribe and listen to us. 
So if you're listening on YouTube, please hit the subscribe and the like button. If you are listening on as a podcast, you can listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, anywhere you can find podcasts on Apple. Please write us a review and give us a star rating and subscribe. It will go automatically into your podcast box every time we upload and it will be right there already downloaded for you. So I love that. If you listen on Spotify, all you have to do is subscribe. Thank you for joining us, and good night. Thank you for listening.